to The Bold Platform. This is your host, Adrian, and um, we're very excited to have our first episode um, in your ears now. So The Bold Platform um, was an idea that came to me um, in the last few months about really uncovering some of the hidden um, heroes within Australia of women that are doing some really cool stuff in their community um, and I think deserve to have their share their story shared. And when I thought about um, the ideal person for the podcast, the first person I thought of was a friend of mine called Jess. So Jess and I actually met, I was thinking about this the other day. We actually met when a mutual friend of ours wanted to do her Facebook live and Jess was the first guest and they didn't have something to hold the phone with for the Facebook Live. So they asked me to come along and hold the phone. So that was how Jess and I um, first met. Um, so, and I'm very grateful to Jess. We've had a little bit of a logistical um running around trying to get the podcast happening and a couple of false starts with technology, which is just the way life is. So I'm very grateful to Jess um, for making herself available on a Sunday morning. Um, So welcome, Jess. I'll get you to introduce yourself if you wouldn't mind. Hi, Adrian, And thank you so much for having me on here. I hopefully, I feel a bit, I don't know, overwhelmed or whether... (laughs) I'm actually going to do this justice. You used the word hero before and I certainly wouldn't put myself anywhere near that category. Mm-hmm. And some of the people you've told me you've now asked to be on the Bold platform coming up and you told me bits about their stories. I don't know if I feel worthy to even be in that same category. Just, but I think that's just the way women are, aren't we? We're kind of like, no, I don't deserve a place at the table. That person's doing better than me, but... Well, I, I just feel honoured and in some way, whether I belong in this category or not, just to get to hear the story of these other people you've told me about, I just think this is an amazing experience in itself and getting to be the first one on your new podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. So my name is Jess, as Adrian mentioned, and yes, we're very lucky to be introduced to each other, but that's the way the world works, isn't it? Right. I'm from a little boutique called The Grateful Boutique. Um... In Carrington, Newcastle, we are a one-for-one pay-it-forward business. So there's three of us in the business, myself, Jem and Amy. And basically, we started off with flowers and wanting to make the world a brighter place. So I had been to Africa Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and on my travels visited some clinics in the middle of Malawi where you had to hike into. And while that was so necessary and they were doing wonderful work, I was seeing people on their deathbed staring at these dark mud brick walls, which is utterly heartbreaking. Mm. And it, I know what colour does for me or being around the ocean and just giving your mind that space and some positive energy. And I just had this urge to next time I travel, take some beautiful, colourful prints and splash them up anytime I went somewhere similar to that. And then when I returned, I sort of thought, why wait? And mm. um, let's find a way to do that in Newcastle. And so I had another idea for the little Carrington community we live in to do a boutique and the two could sort of sustain and fund each other. So that's where the concept sort of came from initially. So what we are is a one-for-one pay-it-forward business. Mm -hmm. If you buy a posy through us, we do up another one and donate it to our local hospital or Ronald McDonald House on your behalf and send the customer some pictures and a story about where they've gone. Then with the boutique part, which we've finally just opened because it took us a while to find a space, um, which we'll get to later because mm. there's some good and bad points with that. Yes. Um, 
Anything you purchase in store, we use part of our profit to fund self-defence classes or sponsor a lady from domestic violence or in refuge or on the streets to take critical self-defence classes to an amazing local charity called Got Your Back Sister. It's amazing. Mm. So how did from the clinic, the medical clinic in Malawi to this cute a little boutique that we're sitting in now, talk us through a little bit of that journey. You know, you mentioned there's some other people involved in the business. Did you sort of just go hey, I've got this idea, what do you girls think? How did that all evolve from that one idea to now a shop front? Yeah. So obviously, as I mentioned, I was driven to do something now and start in our own community, like that dream, you know, to take those colourful prints is always going to be alive and not going anywhere. To take them back to Africa. Yeah, or anywhere I go and I might still be involved with this. So another one of my girlfriends had been... you know, she was going, having a bit of a struggle. She was mum. She hadn't gone back into the work for yet. What well, workforce? Yes. Yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm having a big coffee. You need a coffee. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's too much coffee or not enough. <laughs> so she hadn't gone back into the workforce. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my hand. Um, and so I'd come up with this concept for the boutique finding a way to get colour up to the local hospital, help the local community, um, just do something that made me feel good in myself, knowing that I wanted to be a mum soon and wanted to break the cycle of depression that I'd grown up with mm. in my family before I had children. And, and you I were need... working in a corporate yes, environment. Yeah, which time. I loved and I can sure. always find passion and stimulation in whatever I do. But being inside in an office goes against every grain and selling my body. Mm. So eventually that keeps... You know, rearing its head. Exactly. No matter how much you can love what you're doing, I'm such a big person that's influenced by the environment I'm in. So I wanted to not only create my own environment, but made sure it ticked all those boxes so it was sustainable for me, filling my own cup up. So Mm. I had something to give to whoever I brought into the world and do something wonderful that was hopefully improving the world for my child um, and that they could see and be a part of and just grow up knowing that that's the way the world is. We just give and we're all connected and we're all part of this together. Yes. So these are some of the little points that had happened for me. There's layers and layers and everything sort of fell together and married together to come up with this concept. So then I approached my girlfriend, Jem, and said, because, you know, she wanted to do something else. Um, She'd been talking about flowers and maybe doing a floristry course. And I said, hey, I've got this idea for bringing colour into the hospital. Mm. Initially it was paintings but flowers are beautiful and they can be changed each week. It's a friendly Mm. face going in there, refreshed, and they're so sensory. So you don't just – they don't just touch senses on sight but smell, physical feel, Mm. nostalgia I always say is a sixth sense because people just – Certain flowers will trigger something for certain people. Yes, and it's the most beautiful experience when you take them to the hospital and people tell stories. You'll have people in their 70s and they straight away just slip back into their childhood memory of their grandmother's garden. Yeah, oh, I got goosebumps. Yes, (laughs) yeah, no, it's fabulous. So I presented this concept to Jem, say, hey, this is the idea. If you want to do flowers, I think they'd be the perfect fit for the grateful and we Mm. can call it the grateful bouquet and the grateful boutique so she just like ate up the idea loved it where do i sign i'm in yep (laughs) and i just finished an mba and Mm -hmm. one of the key pieces i took out of that was doing something on your own can be quite isolating Mm -hmm. so i wanted to make sure whatever i committed to now because i'm always in 200 percent 
that it was sustainable. So I knew that I wanted some company. If I was going to have a family, we needed to share the workload. Gem already had kids, that sort of thing. So that's how Gem and I got involved together. Mm. And what great advice. It can be so lonely and you do hear so many people that run their own business say, you know, it's great, but it's really lonely or I don't have an idea to bounce off or if we want to grow our family what happens mm-hmm. then, you know? It, yeah, it's great. It's a great thing to have learned in your ABA, MBA and that advice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we've got Amy as well. So she just loved the idea from day dot. I think she walked, was the first person to walk down to a little coffee shop where we stocked our flowers the day we opened and buy yep. a bouquet and oh, walk wow. home with her new baby <laughs> Yeah, uh, in the stinking heat. So she just ate it up and loved it from the start. So she's come from a teaching background so every mm. single one of us when we did our personality types comes from a very deep caring nurturing element and okay. every single one of us career types suits something that where you want to change the world or do something for others and that sort of thing right. so it's natural that we all sort of fell into this and we're attracted to each exactly. other's vibe or yep. whatever that word is yeah yeah so as I got close obviously during this time while I was The concept had come up, I think I fell pregnant, did my research paper on the concept of the grateful. And then so by the time we were operating, I was almost due to have Eddie, my first baby. And so I wanted some support to take a couple of weeks off and just check out because anyone that does work with social media and stuff in a business, it is Mm. draining and Mm. 24-7. Yeah, the shop door doesn't close and that's the end of the day. Exactly, yeah. So Amy was the perfect person to ask. So she's come from obviously teaching background, Mm. so quite process-driven. And she just lives and breathes the grateful, just loved it. And I watched her transform just by her involvement with it and stuff like that. So it was beautiful. So I said, all right, do you want to help out with that? And then gradually... Same time she was thinking about asking to maybe buy in to help us set up the store. Mm. I obviously wanted her involved. So again, everything just falls in together. Yeah. The way it's supposed to be. So there's now the three of us mm-hmm. um, in the business, which is lovely. It's a great way to spread the workload. Like Gem's just had kids, so she can take some time out with them now. Mm. And there's the two of us that can share the workload. So that's us yeah. in a nutshell. That's amazing. So with the flowers, you will, someone will put in an order. They'll either do that online or they can come into the store. You then create two posies for every one order. They get it or the person that they're sending it to gets it. And then another bunch is taken up to our local hospital or the Ronald McDonald house and gifted to, is it to a certain guest or a patient or is it to like a desk area? How does that work? So how it works, Adrian, is Flowers are very, very labor intensive. They're the most therapeutic thing I think you can ever do. I thought at the start, I'm not going to touch them. That's I'm very creative, but in a business mindset or that sort of other ways. Yeah, it's not in sort of tangible, physical sorts of ways. So. Jen went away for Christmas and I started doing them. But as I said before, you touch them, you smell Mm. them, you see them. Like it just invokes so much in you and gets you over your head and just Mm. put you know touches so many parts of you in such a positive way but they are time consuming right. so what we basically do to make it as sustainable as possible because we've made a commitment to do this and we need to look after ourselves at the same time so yes. we do our posies to orders throughout the week as they come in someone comes into the shop or orders them online and then at the end of every week we tally up all the ones we've sold record everyone's name and then we do up another posy okay in bulk for each person that's purchased them put them all together and in one run we go up to the hospital and Ronald McDonald house and deliver them and 
Initially, we thought they'd all go to patients. Yes. But obviously, different areas, different health, stuff like that. There's so many things that and come And different up restrictions in yeah, wards on what's allowed still, in. Like, still have to pinch myself. We actually yeah. made it into Hunter New England, John Hunter Health, yeah. because of your know, red tape sure. and whatnot. How did that come about? Did you know someone in the hospital no, system? Or you no, just... because another a concept that I was toying with was Meals on Wheels and you could mm. sponsor someone mm. and the flower would go with the delivery of the food and stuff like that. So I sort of reached out to a group of places where I thought the community could be really connected to the end recipient or the cause where they were going. And I, out of nowhere, the right person at the John Hunter got forwarded this email who headed up the volunteers in the hospital. Oh, wow. And she's just obsessed with flowers and colours. And then when she took me to her office, she actually had cutouts of flowers out of old calendars. Oh. Like she just got it and the impact they have. Just the right person, the exactly. right job at the right time, totally. right? And she was only there for six to 12 months at the mm. time because she commuted really fast. So it was everything's happened for a reason. So yeah. I know what we're doing is so right yeah um so anyway where the flowers go um in the hospital and ronald mcdonald house are the area they can have the most impact and the greatest reach so most of the areas are cold faces so the main reception desk Mm -hmm. the family room in the emergency department which is probably the most gut-wrenching critical room Mm. in the hospital that's where family members are sat down to get horrific news about a loved one right um, so the areas where they're most needed mm. or can reach the largest amount of people. Got it. So, for example, the biggest thing to me is um, you might have the ladies on reception. This was another driver for doing this. Like I'd been guilty of going up to our hospital. It's huge. Mm. So clinical, I think it's a kilometre and a half to walk from one end to the other. Wow. You go in there, you're stressed, you sort of, where's this, where's that? Mm. And that's not even for a stressful reason, being in the hospital. That was just visiting someone. Mm. So my demeanour and the way I was probably treating people when I went in there, they were there selflessly helping other people doing their job was Mm. totally out of whack and out of character for me. So being guilty of that, I thought, what can I do about this? I can actually do something Mm. about this. And putting flowers at a reception desk like that where people first walk in, and if they can read the story, it might help to, you know, just ease them, calm them before they approach that person. Mm, and shift or, their perspective or, a yeah, little bit. Or, someone's been told so-and-so's in, been in a terrible car crash, I've got it looking for them, just to give them that space to breathe before they go to the next stage of that pro- grieving process sure. and what's happening. But the key thing for me is those ladies at reception that get the flowers every week... Mm how they light up and rely mm. on that. And if that helps put them in a better mood and they get someone that used to be like me saying, where's this, where's mm. that, or someone in a critical situation, they're better equipped to cope with that or bedside matter when we're in the emergency department. Yes. Yeah. So it has we, that massive flow-on effect, doesn't oh it? It touches God. everybody yep. who exactly. walks past them. So some people might go, oh, I thought they're going to go to a patient. And sometimes they do. Yep. But the impact of having them go to those areas is I – I don't even know how to gauge that, to be honest. Yeah, and it's that it's a bigger reach than yep. just a one-to-one type thing. Completely. It's a one-to-many, yeah. And so tell me about the shop. There's some amazing products. I'm looking at this white business shirt with some ruffles I've had oh, my yeah. eye I love on. That. There's some men's undies, there's scrunchies, there's books, there's bags, there's candles, there's jewellery. So tell me how you stock the boutique. How do you find all these? Because they're not obviously your products, they're other people's products. So how do you 
find the products that you stock in here. Yep. So another layer to the shop and when all these things were just landing in my brain and melting together to this beautiful piece that was supposed to come together was that we have a couple of shopping centres in Newcastle, Mm -hmm. commercial ones. They're great. They serve a purpose but it is the last place I want to go Mm -hmm. and parking and whatnot. There's only a couple of main sort of CBD sections of Newcastle. Carrington has this beautiful community, has everything, but it didn't have that element of exchange. Okay. And it's such an easy, close location, even though it's sort of out a bit, but for people to be able to come in and grab something they want. So the idea is you can come into the store, get something if you're feeling a bit down to make yourself feel better and know you've done something that's having a huge impact in your community as well. Right. But you can come in and buy a present for anyone. So yes. if you need to get a gift last minute... For mom, your boyfriend, dad, child. Nan. Exactly. Yeah. You can come in and get it. And if for some strange reason they don't love it, they've got to fall in love with what that item is doing for the community, represents right. and what they've become a part of. So the idea is we wanted to keep it as local as possible. With mm-hmm. the ladies' clothes, we're slowly getting there, but most of them are sort of your normal Australian brands. Yep. Everything else in store is local. So mm-hmm. we went to well, – there's a great market community here and yes. creative community here. So we went to our local markets about two years ago when the concept first came about and mm-hmm. found short lists of stuff that we just loved that sort of we could buy for someone somewhere in our families or ourselves mm-hmm. to tick those boxes and sort of collected those together. A lot of them, the ones we really gravitated towards were those that also had a social element. Okay, so so talk me through a couple of those examples. So great, other one concept born out of Africa again. Choose your animal yoga pants. Mm-hmm. So they're beautiful local couple up in Whitebridge. Their tights are made out of ninety percent recycled plastic. Okay, wow. And so we donate five dollars to Got Your Back Sister to sponsor a lady do self defence classes. But those guys also take ten percent of their profit and put it towards the survival of the animal print that appears on your tights. Okay. So to me, that's triple touch, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It blows my mind. So those ones there, they've got elephants. Is there elephants Elephants and rhinos, yep, and tigers. Okay, But there's a range. You can go from sharks, sloths are huge. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think that's the most popular. Where my sloth tights to yoga. Like there's all this stuff. There's just amazing, the stuff you learn. Yeah. So initially with that concept too that we wanted to keep it local, um, I was thinking, you know, maybe Sydney, Hunter Valley, you know, even Byron, somewhere like sure. that. But if you walk around our shop, five of our suppliers are from our little community of Carrington. Yeah, which is not a big, no, it's not a big town. Right. No. But it just shows you like how Newcastle and this area just incubates and mm. deserves and you know, prospers, something like this. Yeah, and I think there's more and more people and, and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to feature a lot of them on the podcast is that similar to what you said before about what we're teaching our kids is just that that is the way of life. Mm -hmm. You find a way in your everyday to give back and it's less and less a focus on just go, you know, work as many hours I can, get as many dollars in the bank. More and more people are like, yeah, that's great, but what am I actually doing to leave the world, my town, my street, my community, my region, a little bit better than mm. how I found it. And this story is a perfect example. There's so many people right here just in our 20 to 30 kilometre radius that are doing just that, whether it's scrunchies or candles or books. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. So what have you learnt um, 
about people through the hospital, through customers, through setting up a business? What have you learned about people that you you didn't sort of know already coming from more of a financial industry corporate space? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of which we sort of talked about when we did our last recording. Yeah. Um, when we first opened, so we've almost been going for a year now with the boutique element, mm-hmm. two years with the flowers. Um, when we opened our pilot store just up the road and across the street a bit, about 200 metres away, pretty much from day dot, construction started on the main street at the front. Um, and we would have people come up to us all the time going, how are you coping with the construction? Oh, my God, mm. when are they going to be finished? There is some definite signs of roadworks right outside your window now and so yeah just to give you a quick snapshot of we've now moved shops two months ago and followed the roadworks so we're now (laughs) about to clock up one year of having solid roadworks and construction at the front of the shop so every day literally at the front door we've had we get people all the time gee have you coping with this Mm. and gosh you know you're doing well I can't believe they're following you around Mm. but councils aren't always everybody's favorite group in the community but they they don't know these people and yeah to be honest, what they're doing is beautifying the street, improving it. Like it, that this is for the greater good. This yes. is for a good cause. So, yeah. you know, I was going to wear it no matter what. Not mm. that I had to wear anything. Cause, sure. But it's all for something so beautiful. Mm. But then the men that come that were, have been working there, we've got to know them really well. And yep. we bring our kids in. They watch me carting bunches and armfuls of flowers mm. and trying to carry a child. They all, the other day, I was pulling up out the front. And there was a bin sort of parked sitting on the street where I was going to work. So the council guy got out of his truck on the other side of the road and ran across the street to move the bin for me. Wow. So just that preconceived notion that we should have been angry, resentful, this is happening to us, why, 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 Mm. about what's going on, which is actually something really positive for us, the community, everyone involved. Um, But then the guys involved, they're just coming and doing their job. Yeah. And probably cop people like I used to be at the hospital going, Mm. where's this? What's this? When are you going to be finished? Yeah. But I've got the opportunity to get to know these guys. And they've helped me, my family. Like it's it's been amazing. I'm actually really, really missed it when they go. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's that total shift in perspective instead of going, oh, council workers, they're, you know, ripping up the road. They're in our shop front. And it's like, no, actually, this is just a little bleep on the radar and once it's gone it's going to be better there's going to be more parking the roads are going to be smoother it's going to be safer it's just shifting that perspective yeah, but right? the, what I've got out of it during that journey as well is like these beautiful new friends that have watched after my children help me my business mm. where they it's can a connection exactly mm. another really beautiful piece that sort of sits with me is up at the hospital especially in the emergency department mm. so most 90 plus percent of our customers, especially that buy flowers, are women. Mm. Um, but when we go to the hospital in the emergency department, it's generally the men that are most moved and shifted by the flowers. Mm. So often they'll be like, have you got any left over? I've got just the patient to give that to or thank you so much. And they'll wow. stop whatever they're doing. Like this is a the thing. There's like you, we go around the hospital and often I get this sense of guilt that I'm in their way. You know, they're going, people are moving to doctors, nurses, anyone moving to save lives and all sorts yeah. of things I can't even comprehend. Sure. And I get this sense of guilt and I'm in the way and 
sometimes are going to have to be getting pissed off with me and a lot of them move out of our way. Wow. Because that just that is so important to them. Like there'll be women, nurses running, like you can hear, sir, not sirens, but their mm. codes going off yeah. and they'll quickly stop, look at the flowers and go, I've got time to smell that, that rose and then off they go again. Yeah. And the men, they just lose their SHIT yeah, yeah. for the flowers when we go up there and sometimes we might – you know, have a change the structure of our day. So it's usually on a Thursday afternoon we take the flowers up, yeah. but we might be two hours later or we'll take sure. them Friday morning. Sure. And the doctors, nurses and ED will go, oh, God, we feel so guilty, but we were getting really worried you weren't coming. Like we <laughs> we depending on, on you. Yes, yeah. like that gets them through their week. And it's that piece I was talking about before that yeah. to be able to – what basically the whole concept of that I wanted to do something to make me a better person – and break that cycle of depression that had been going for generations and generations in my family and do that before I had a family, those flowers help break that day or that week Mm. for those doctors, nurses. So whatever horrible situation they walk into next, Mm. that they're that little bit better of the already amazing person they are to support whatever horrendous yeah situations about to take place and you've mentioned to me previously around the research and the statistics around those doctors and nurses and the mental health issues that obviously they're facing which is totally understandable but just being able to brighten that up with something which seems so simple mm-hmm. a posy of flowers but just to totally change their day and how it's changed your perspective and probably theirs as well in terms of looking at everything in like a negative way and being able to shift that and just turn that focus a little bit and like you said it feels so small like our our mission is not to help those people at the hospital yes that's a beautiful um outcome of what we're doing but our core purpose is to ultimately create a happier society through giving Mm. but giving that to the everyday mums and dads like me that might have families and kids and be in this terrible rut but somehow they can come into the shop, get some perspective, going, holy shit, I've been beating myself up internally. But by buying this, I'm sponsoring a lady that's getting externally, physically and mentally beaten. Life's mm. not so bad. Mm. Go home, see their kids smile and shift and maybe break something in their family cycle as well. So yep. that's our ultimate goal and mission. And what we've found, though, is going to the hospital – I didn't realise the gravity that that part would have on the world or people as well. So, like I said, taking them up and you hear people's comments and reactions and you think, oh, they're just trying to be supportive. But the program I mentioned last time we spoke was on Insight and the suicide rate of Mm. young doctors especially working in that industry because what you see and deal with and coming out of a textbook environment Mm. straight into training and – like it doesn't get it, more, much more I, hardcore. Yeah. So I didn't realise the gravity of what we were doing and I saw that program and it really hit home. And since then we've become quite close with some of the people that work in ED who are actually also customers of ours and mm. they'll come in and share some stories and it is like that. So yeah. no matter what happens, if I had to walk away for family issues from what we've created, sure, then I would first have to make sure that someone kept – this going because yeah. it's become Kept so flying the flag. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the things now in terms of, so you've had two years of the flowers, one year in here. What are some of the things that 
you can't live without on a on a day-to-day or a weekly basis in your world? What, what are some of those key things that help you keep your cup full and help you take care of yourself so that you can in turn, take care of various people in our community. Yeah. So I mentioned a bit earlier that I'm so much impacted by the environment Mm -hmm. that I'm in. So building this, that was such a big part of how it was built that it had to fit, you know, fill my cup up as it went. So the whole concept of the grateful, like when we were coming on with it, I just said, I just want to feel good and share the shit out of it. Yeah. So... Six-hour work days but have totally blown out, but I need to get back to that. (laughs) Okay. But six hours is such a great part of the day. There's research all around the world and businesses and countries that are moving towards that. I need to be able to see outside, Mm -hmm. light, open environments. So every shot we've created has been based around that as well. Being able to see out into the the environment. Having flowers around. Like we're actually doing it for ourselves as we go. And I've built it into our contracts, our partnership agreements. Anyone that works with us, you get a little posy every fortnight. Mm, Wow. Yeah. So it's built, it has to, whatever we're doing for other people, those bits that we know that really work, like the flowers, we have to do for ourselves. Right. Because it is, like I said before, six hours was the key, but I'm, Last week I did close to 12 hours in one day, so I'm guilty of it. But I know that I'm such an outdoor person, so I need to be able to see outside. So I have little techniques that I use, like you can see the top of the trees over there behind there. So just staring at those to get really present again and Mm -hmm. giving myself that break. Mm -hmm. Um, Grounding, those sorts of things, getting barefoot outside before I do something or if I feel like highly stressed, making sure I get those pieces. And they're so simple, like... Those sorts of things, watching the leaves blow and watching that energy that you can't see until it hits something tangible and gets shifted and shared with the world just blows my mind. Like there's something about that I find so exhilarating and cleansing. Um, And you can do it in traffic. Like, you know, stuck in, um, just to say road works, stuck in traffic, (laughs) but you are traffic, there's a blade of grass or there's a tree somewhere where you can just... Use that to chill for a moment. Mm. Um, So maintaining exercise, those sorts of things. But just the space and the shop and the environment we've created does so much to fill my cup up Mm. with its light. And it is such a beautiful – you see it. That lady that just walked in while we were waiting Mm. for our coffee, you could see her reaction to the space when she walked in because she hadn't been to the Mm. new shop. You could see a physical reaction to the space. And to be in here every day and people walk in with that look on their face. And they're just walking into a space and feeling happy about being in this space without even knowing the story behind what we do or the business does or what they can be a part of. And then they might pick up an item and then we get to tell that story. Mm. Like it is just positive upon positive. Constant. Yeah, exactly. So I was very clear and that was the purpose about doing this. So I like we said before, I love my corporate job. I can do it no matter what. Sure. There were elements that were out of my feng shui. Yeah. (laughs) The Jess feng shui. exactly. So I knew that wasn't sustainable, especially if I was going to have a family and wanted to be the best version of me. So creating this from scratch and building all those in along the way. So no matter what else is – so sometimes, you know, people say it's easier to be at work sometimes than looking after the kids. But this coming in here and working in this space and just seeing the smile on people's faces Mm. or – meeting the most beautiful people through this experience mm. like that alone feels in my cup Feels up. you right up, yeah. If there's people listening that think, God, you know, I 
had this idea and I don't really know where to start. I've never run a business. I've always worked in an office or, a, you know, hospitality or retail, whatever it is. Are there any things that people told you that you kind of think back now and go, oh, if I hadn't known that piece of advice, like what advice would you give to other people that maybe are sitting on, you know, some sort of business idea or a project or a community initiative, finding, wanting to find a way to give back, excuse me, what advice would you give to other ladies or young girls that are thinking, I want to do something more than just my kind of nine to five or, or whatever it is? Um, I don't know if there's a specific piece of advice I've been given, but at my previous job, um, we did a lot of personal coaching Mm -hmm. and built into the business was a lot about, well, the business again there was built on personally what somebody wanted to achieve and sort of do. So I think I picked that up along the way that business isn't personal but it's personal right you know what I mean so they were focusing on not just the business strategy or the business goals well that was also... built out of their own personal desires and experiences and what had happened to them so can I create something on a global scale to yeah. do that for other people so yeah. I guess that for me was a big thing so taking away those commercial layers and mm. all sorts of things and it's probably how a lot of the idea and concept for the grateful stem is that yeah I need to do something that makes me happy. So, yeah. but also is sustainable. And you can know, pay, to, yeah, exactly. Pay the bills and yeah. afford. So, well, it's not really doing that at the moment. The longer term <laughs> plan is. Yeah. So, I guess when we were coming, when I were doing the brainstorming session, so I'd asked Jam and said, yep, let's do this. We got in a third party. We sat down. And I said, the first thing I want to do is for each of us to write down personally why we want to do this so Mm -hmm. we can both be across it understand where the other person's coming from but we are really connected to that too so that helps us shape everything exactly again so again that's how when you said how do you fill your cup up well I've created something that's filling my cup up as opposed from detracting from it yeah so we sat down we said why do we personally each want to do this and sort of build it out from that so I think to me that's a really key thing and not that pressure on your why because People get lost in that. And We've talked about this yes, before, right? How it, everyone's always like, what's your purpose? What's your why? It's like, it could change every bloody day. I don't know. Yeah. You know there's so much pressure to know exactly what your purpose on the planet is. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think that can be some become such a distraction and mm. whatnot. So just working out that piece, like what am I doing it for? Or what do I want the next year to sort of feel like mm-hmm. and then look like from that feeling? How do I need to feel to be the best version of me? Yeah. So what does that need to look like? Mm-hmm. And then how can I go about that? And not being attached to the form too. So yep. the grateful, the first part, it was always going to be a boutique. Yeah. So, and then the flowers will be added. But because it took us so long because we were adamant we wanted to be in this beautiful Carrington community to find the space. Yeah, well, there's only so many shops here. Yeah. So we started with the flowers, but that was the biggest blessing because we had no overheads, fixed costs. Ah, of course. So we could start with the cause and build up a network and Mm. get our systems and processes in place Mm. and just do it because we loved it. And then the flowers sustain the rent for the boutique. So So just that element of being able to go with the flow a bit like having yeah, an idea da- yeah, but totally. also being a bit being flexible. attached to I guess the feeling and um outcomes but not the tangible outcomes mm. as such yeah so being able to you know pivot and take stuff organically because people will come into your world that 
shift and change it and there'll be a better version than you initially came up with. Yeah. But if it fits with the core of why you, not your why so much, but yeah. what you want to get out of it yeah. personally, then you'll be more open to yeah. sort of how that And if you're kind in. of really straight and narrow, like we need to do this, we need to do that, you'll, you'll miss, miss all those so people. So much so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll miss all those opportunities that are walking right by the front window yeah yeah and that's the best thing too because then you can tap back into it so you asked me how do I fill my cup up well I loved the you know I wanted to know how I feel whereas I was you know it was balanced so that's Mm. when I said I wanted a six hour work day Mm -hmm. so I can now tap back into that and go okay I currently I'm not feeling balanced Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that my focus needs to go back to or how do I change that yeah so being clear on that as opposed to you just know. going, well, 12 hours is the new norm and that's what and, I've yeah, got to do to pay exactly, the bills. Yeah. yeah. What are you excited about at the moment? And, you know, it's the start of a new year. You're kind of settled into the new shop now. What are you – what's kind of motivating you at the moment? What are you excited about in terms of your life and the life of the business, although they are sort of one and the yep, same, totally, aren't they? Yep. There's no kind of clear definition. What What are you excited about at the moment? So a word you just used then, settling. Mm-hmm. So – we obviously with the store move Mm -hmm. that took up a lot of funds Mm. time energy and whatnot yeah the whole point of doing this is so I'm a more relaxed healthier happier version of me that has time with my family yes and has time for me so now that we're in here is just settling and finding balance again getting not doing those 12 hour days back to the six (laughs) yes exactly so just that's what I'm excited about Mm. now we're in here just getting some traction organically just enjoying this beautiful new space and again going back to why I started this and why I'm doing it and yeah you know for Gem and Amy they've both got kids and families too so Mm. it's you know I am such a big influence you know how you behave is infectious so yes. making sure I do that so they can you know yeah. feel it my energy and reciprocate and yeah, you know have that care for themselves it? like that as well yeah so at the moment yeah I don't think I'm representing that the best <laughs> I could well there's always room to improve yeah exactly so I'm just excited about that for this year is just mm. having this I've got several babies my family and the grateful yeah and just making sure that they get that where they sit in my priority list, obviously it's Eddie yeah. and then my family and the grateful. So yeah. just making sure that that time's balanced and yeah. loving the shit out of all of it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, Jess. Um, where can people find you, both online and offline, if they want to read more about what you do, if they want to order something, if they want to come for a shop, if they're in Newcastle, where can people find out more about the Grateful? Yep. So we're our little boutique. We try and we, we're not online. Everyone keeps asking us if we're online, but that breaks the concept of connection. You yep. know, we're on our phones these days. Mm. Don't want to go to a big shopping centre. Mm. I don't want to go online and get that immediate gratification and then crash and burn, trying yep. to make myself feel better. And then your product arrives, you're happy, and then it goes again. It's that constant. Yeah. And, and it's down. going back to like seeing the person, touching the product. Yeah. We can tell you who made it. Yeah. And their personal story. Like, how amazing is that? So yep. we encourage people to come into the shop. That's what we want because mm-hmm. we want to get to know you. We want you to get to know us. Yeah. We want to hear your story and vice versa. 
So 122 Young Street in Carrington mm-hmm. or Caradise. Caradise. Yeah, <laughs> as we call it. So we're right next to Ground Up Coffee Shop, which is perfect. perfect. So you can make a little day out of it. It's all kid friendly as well. Uh, otherwise, if you want to order flowers, you can jump onto our website or read more about us, which is www.thegrateful.com.au. And then we've got an Instagram and Facebook page. So awesome. pretty easy to find as well. No, that's fantastic. Jess, thank you so much for sharing your story and for working in all the logistics of getting this podcast recording. Oh, my down. God, I love it. Everything's an experience, Yeah, isn't that's it? it. And I'm very, very grateful for how much you've um, – grateful and shared and the generosity in your storytelling. Um, as Jess said, if you'd like to learn more about them, check them out at thegrateful.com.au. If the conversation that we've had today has brought up anything for you, please make sure that you talk with family, friends, and remember that Lifeline is there 365 days of the year, 24 seven. Um, we're really looking forward to bringing you some amazing stories in the next few weeks. We've got some fantastic um, women throughout New South Wales and also some really fantastic ladies down in Melbourne that we're going to be meeting with and sharing their stories. So um, to find out more about The Bold Platform, jump on to theboldplatform.com.au and we will be back in your ears very shortly. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Thank you.